Welcome to season two of the Fearless Lady Podcast. I am your host, Charlene Light, and this season I am taking you on the biggest adventure of my life. I'm moving to Paris. I am a fearless coach and a soul guide here to inspire you as I navigate all things spiritual in the greatest city in the world, the city of lights, Paris. After spending a year going after my fears at 40, I learned that everything we truly desire is on the other side of our fear. We came here as souls not to achieve something but to become something so let's begin well hello everyone welcome back to another edition of the fearless lady podcast um i wanted to do something a little different um i mean it might not feel that different but this is something i'm going to share that is actually quite fresh for me um i'm still well i've i feel like i've really processed what had happened And because it was so profound and so surprising, I really wanted to share it. And with with the intention that, you know, we often go through our life thinking that we're the only ones, that we're alone in this. And I want to share this specifically for single women (laughs) everywhere to just allow you to understand that we're so complex and there's so many different reasons why um, we might not be in partnership yet and to just be really, really compassionate with yourself and to let go of this judgment around somebody who is desiring true partnership, true love, and also working through a lot of repressed um, feelings and emotions that perhaps, you know, in my case, I didn't even know that I was caring. Okay, so here we go. I want to fill you in on the past 30 days. I decided for the month of July, um, one of my teachers who I mentioned before, Brie Melanson, was holding this um, ritual 30-day challenge, which was basically meditation and then journal prompts for the whole 30 days. And I was like, great, this is awesome. I'm somebody that already has a very strong you know, meditation practice in the mornings. I have a routine. I like to walk along the river. I like to journal. So I thought this would be awesome because it's something different. It's something new. I'll get to um, be re-inspired. You know, I'm always looking for something new. I mean, I'm a fearless lady, right? (laughs) So it was very interesting because for the first two weeks, I noticed a lot of synchronicity was occurring in my life, right? Um, And I want to back up by saying that what showed up, like what actually manifested was actually surprising to me because during the pandemic, I really declared that I'm like, I'm done trying to figure out romantic partnership. Like I just was like, I'm getting off this topic completely. There's just too many layers that I feel like I've been trying to rack my brain, trying to like solve this problem. I'm done. I just want to let this go. And if the universe, you know, co-creates with me and wants to bring in a beautiful, loving, wonderful relationship, awesome. And if not, awesome. I'm still living my life. I'm doing my thing. Great, right? So I had gotten off this topic completely. So during this challenge, especially the first two weeks, a lot of men um, started to pop up, like seemingly out of nowhere, right? Um, And I also want to address that they showed up in ways that I wanted, which was I wanted to meet somebody in real life. I'm, I'm saying this because, you know, there's so much 
out there right now, like you have to, especially if you're somebody who's single and been single for a while, you've got to, you know, put yourself out there. You got to put yourself on all the apps. You got to, you know, talk to this person. And like this, there's this, this whole element around, like you have to do, 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 do so much more to meet your person. I'm like, hell to the no. (laughs) I'm all about, Hey, I can declare how I want to meet my person. And I want to meet my person in real life. God, source, universe. That's how I want to meet them. So, you know, like make something happen at my favorite coffee coffee shop or let me, you know, I'm always out and about. This is just how I engage in life. And I always felt that I was going to meet him in real life. So that's how these men started to show up in my real life. So it was interesting. The first week, not even maybe a couple of days in, I ran into this guy that I initially met when I first moved to Paris, which was in March. And we did go out on a date and then I never heard from him again. And I actually, I ran into him in a coffee place and like he was super friendly and super cool. And then um, later, like he texted me and he wanted to like meet up for coffee or whatever. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. Um, Just not really attached to any of it. Then I meet these other two guys. And so I'm going to talk about bachelor number one. (laughs) Now I'm going to talk about um, what happened with the first guy who I met on a bridge we start talking and we ended up having like a really nice evening, you know, chatting away and um, he's French. And so, you know, English isn't his first language. So sometimes there's a little bit of a communication gap, you know, trying to explain like what I do and that kind of stuff. Uh, But nevertheless, it's a lovely time. And I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. Maybe I'll have a little summer romance, right? So right away, you know, I give him my number And it was interesting because he starts calling me like the next day, texting me quite a bit. And I noticed right away my reaction, my body's reaction was like, I got really tense and like, oh my God, like this is too much. And who does he think he is? You know, but then, you know, I'm doing these journal prompts in the morning. So I'm trying to stay really open and trying to like calm my body down. Like, it's okay. Like you can, you can have boundaries and tell somebody, you know, like it's, but I don't, I don't actually tell him this, right? I'm just allowing him to call and text and things like that. And I'm getting back to him when I feel ready. And this is what was interesting. So I'm doing some work and then he texts me like, Hey, do you have a minute? And I didn't have a minute. And then the next thing you know, he calls me and I was like, dude, like, what are you doing? I told you, I mean, I haven't responded yet. Right. So I just let it go doing my own thing. And then maybe 20 minutes later, he calls again. And I was like, Oh no, 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 no. Like, if you want to push me away, this is what you do it. Like, classic. I was like, this, no way. Like, who does he think he is? This is all in my head. Who does he think he is trying to, like, just bombard me with all these calls and these texts? Like, I just met him. Like, what's wrong with this guy? You know, all of this big, big story in my mind. So I responded and I said, please stop calling me. I will, I'm not available at the moment, right? And after I did that, Um, something kicked in in me and I was like, wait a second, why am I having such a huge reaction, right? Because it's never about the person, it's always the pattern. So I'm like, who does this remind me of? Why am I so triggered, you know? And I realized it reminded me so much of my mom, that my mom 
you know, is somebody that just, you know, she calls and she texts, like she has no regard of like what you're doing or where you are. Um, she just has to figure something out. So she has to just like bombard you and it's so evasive and I just clam up and I get so irritated. So that's what this was, that's what, that's why I was responding in this way. So once I realized that I was like, okay, if God sent me this man to teach me something, how can I move through this differently? Right. So I realized I have to tell him, I have to call him. I have to tell him. So I call him and he picks up the phone and I was like, listen, um, I didn't, you know, I responded that way because I don't appreciate, you know, if I don't, if you say, do you have a minute and I'm not responding, like you can't just keep calling me like that. I don't understand what, you know? And he was like, well, then he gets all defensive and trying to like explain his case. And then it was very interesting because I realized I started to kind of soothe him and his point of view. And I was like, wait, 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 what's going on here? No, 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 no. This is not happening. This is not how it's supposed to go. This is about me um, telling him like a very important boundary that I have, which is like, you can't just keep calling whenever you want. Like you have to respect that I have a life too, and I'm doing my thing. Like, what are you doing? You know? And so once I realized that I started to kind of be pulled into um, his reasoning and, and justification, I immediately pulled back and I said, um, oh, this is what was interesting. He said to me, you know, I'm so surprised that you're reacting this way because you come off so sweet and so open. And I was said to him, I'm like, I am that way. And I'm this too. I'm a complex woman. And if that's not something that you can deal with, then goodbye. You know, like, I don't care. And he said to me, he was like, well, you know, I'm just telling you because um, da, 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 da. And it, so it was really interesting as like a learning experience for me to see how people perceive me, especially men. I definitely know that this is something that I do in the beginning, which is I'm like obviously super friendly and it's all genuine. It's not like I wasn't being genuine, but I think it can be very surprising to a certain type of man that I can also be this as well, because typically I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing out generalizations, but typically if you are like super sweet and nice and very like open, then maybe you don't have a lot of boundaries. I don't know, but that's not me. So who the hell cares? Right. <laughs> so, and this is also, what's so funny is like, even after that conversation, he still wanted to meet up. And so in my mind, I thought, well, maybe face to face, um, it'll be better communication. And then I'll just know, I'll just know if I want to continue dating this person or not. Right. So I ended up meeting with him and what I realized is like, this is not my person. <laughs> I also realized that when somebody shows you who they are, believe them, believe them the first time. And I a hundred percent believed he was exactly who he was. And that was not for me done. Awesome. Thank you, universe, for sending me this person so I can practice communicating in this way. Great, right? So, bachelor number two. Bachelor number two comes in swinging. Like, he, I'm walking along the river in the morning as I normally do, and I'm like, you know, listening to my meditations. And all of a sudden, this guy just comes running up beside me and starts talking to me. And he's French and he's super hot. He's really cute, you know? And I was like, what is, wow, like, this is awesome. I don't know what's happening, but I'm like totally in it, right? <laughs> 
I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you, universe. So we start talking, find out he's a, a coach or that he he trains people. He, he ran like the Ironman, like super, super fit, right? And um, and I tell him what I do and he kind of understands, like even though he also, English is not his first language, he understands the importance of mental health. And I was like, awesome, right? So he gets my number. Can we go for a drink later? Awesome. Great. So I meet him for a drink and um, with him, he's super charming, very sweet. And I liked our banter. I liked that he asks questions, you know, <laughs> hello, men, are you out there? Why aren't you asking questions? Anyways. Um, and the thing that I love about French men in particular, and this is my experience, but French men are super complimentary. They're so like loving. They want to touch you. They tell you how beautiful you are all the time. They put their arm around you. They just they're so much more romantic, you know, than in my experience, than I've, than I've dated, you know, American men just to me, um, I just haven't experienced that. So I really, I'm really into the French men. <laughs> I really am because I think I like feeling, um, feminine and I like feeling, um, that somebody is attracted to me and I like when they say it, you know, and it wasn't like overbearing. It's very sweet, you know? So anyways, we're hanging out. We're having a good time. Things are going well or so I think, or so I thought. And this is before I go into what happened and what was brought up for me, I want to give you some context. So I think I mentioned this last season, but there's this whole theory called attachment theory, where um, basically from the ages zero to three years old, we start to form attachments, natural attachments to our caregivers, right? Because we're so young, we're starting to develop um, our nervous system, you know, so we need to attune to a caregiver to basically help soothe us, soothe our emotions so that we can properly regulate our emotions. We can properly process our emotions, all of those things. So I'll give you an example. If you, you know, as a child, you know, you're crying a lot and your mother picks you up and instead of saying things like, it's okay and it's going to be okay, instead of soothing your emotions, instead she is feeling really anxious around how you're crying all the time and she's feeling nervous and she's, or he, I don't know, whoever your caregiver is, um, she's feeling um, like, why is my baby crying? And she's scared. The baby, you're forming this attachment. You're starting to pick up on this energy. So later in life, Life, this is how you start to relate to other people in this way and also how you relate to your own emotions. So you're starting to attune into somebody else's anxiety or nervousness, then that will also get kicked up in later in life as an adult. So for me, I'm classic avoidant type, which basically means I really learned how to numb my emotions. I learned how to disassociate from what I was feeling because um, I don't know all the details of like when I was a baby and what happened, but I can tell you as a young, young child that I definitely picked up the the idea or the message that I, there isn't, there wasn't enough room for me to, to actually express my feelings. My needs were not getting met. My emotional needs were not getting met. So I started to just repress. I would, I didn't know I was doing this. And honestly, I didn't realize I was doing this until a year ago, really, when I started to, to do this belief work 
and I started to do breath work is when I realized it. I just always thought, well, first of all, let me just back up and say that as in a, an avoidant type in, in romantic relationships and really maybe in all relationships, even in friendships, I am super, super comfortable being alone. That is my comfort zone. I am hyper independent. I got no problem. I can spend the rest of my life like this. Like that, that is sort of um, a classic like avoidant type. But of course, I don't want to be alone. <laughs> I want I want to have friendships and partnerships and all of these things, right? So hyper independence is a trauma response. It's somebody who doesn't know how to properly regulate their emotions or process their emotions in a way. So, and doesn't feel safe doing that. So I want to just share this because if you're somebody that also had this as a child where you started to numb out or tune out and repress your emotions. This could be something that comes up for you now, like where you perhaps could be in a situation and emotionally, um, or maybe your body is feeling something that your mind is like really confused about. Like, what? What is going on? I don't understand why I'm having this reaction. It could be because you're now being triggered, like from the past, because the body wants to heal. I mean, that's what triggers are for. It's to show us like, hey, this thing is here for us to heal. So if you don't understand that, if there's no awareness around it, it can feel like your body isn't telling you the truth, like somehow you can't trust it, right? So I say all of this to kind of get you up to speed to how I, what happened to me with this particular guy. With this guy, you know, we are, you know, being physical, that kind of thing. And all of a sudden, my body is is telling a whole different story. My body is just like completely shutting down. And I am just like, what is going on? So I had this like very, very um, extreme reaction to what was what what in my mind was just like this really fun, cool thing, you know, that I'm I'm really into this person or whatever, or not even into them, but just like into the moment, you know? When that happened, um, and I had this like very strong emotional response. It was really shocking at first because I was like, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't really understand. And so as I'm doing all of these, you know, journal prompts every day, one of them, one of the questions was like, um, you know, your body is your biggest truth teller. What is your body um, telling you now or something like that? And it was confusing to me because I'm like, I don't really understand what my body's trying to tell me. I mean, something is going on, but I don't know why, right? And that's that's the big question. And, and I so I want to just like share this because it's complex and complicated and nuanced. So whenever something like this happens where our body is responding in a very, very different way, then obviously it's not being present. It's like, Something from the past is being triggered and it wants to be free. And that's the beautiful thing about our quote unquote blocks or our trauma is like it wants to be free. It wants to turn into wisdom. It wants to turn into, it wants to be alchemized. It, want, it wants to be free, right? So here I have this opportunity um, to free whatever's going on in my body and I'm like, what I don't understand it, right? So I'm like, okay, let me just stop asking why and just allow this emotion to move through me. And then this is what was interesting was that I got sick. I got COVID right after this happened. 
I got COVID and there's no such thing as coincidences, but it was like my body was completely shutting down. It was like, you're going to have to deal with this. <laughs> and so once I got COVID, I was like, okay, this is interesting. Right. And, um, I even caught myself going, it's not that bad. And it wasn't that bad, but still I'm like, why can't I just surrender and give in to what my body is telling me, which is like, it's going through something and let me just allow it and to stop pushing it, to stop trying to make it better, to stop trying to put a bandaid on it. Let me just let it tell me. And it's really interesting because we can kind of get caught up in um, like when you start to do this work, right? When that, when that response happened and I didn't understand why, obviously I felt it and I was like trying to move through it with as much grace and compassion as I could. There was a part of me and really it was my mind, my ego, which was going, what happened to you as a child? Like maybe there's something that really horrible happened to you and that's why you're responding to this, you know, like this or whatever. And I just was like, no, no, no. That is the mind trying to spin it and make it into this huge dramatic thing to keep me into the problem. Like it just wanted me to keep circling around the problem, right? Let's keep searching. Let's do some sort of hypnosis. Let's see what really happened. You know, this is a mind telling me, right? But I'm smarter. <laughs> I've developed a very, very, uh, I don't know, just more in tune um, relationship with my higher self. And I was like, no, 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 we're not going there. It's not about what happened. It's about how I responded and how my body is wanting to release this stored and pent up trauma right? It's wanting to release it. So all I did was like, I did a couple of breathwork um, meditations with the intention, I would like to release this now. It's safe to feel this now. And that is so important because I want people, I want you to understand that it's not so much what happened to you. It's about how you responded. It's all about how you responded and how that response then gets kicked up and it's like you're reliving that that trauma over and over again because again like i said it wants to be free it wants to turn into alchemy it wants to be realized it wants you want to be whole so understanding all of this i hope will shed some light around this idea that we have to compare our traumas with each other and we have to like really understand like you know i get a lot of clients that will say to me you know i don't remember my childhood it's okay. We can get there. We can get there with even a, a current situation um, in just the way that your body and your, yeah, the way your body is responding, how you're reacting. That's enough information for us. And this is what I think is so fascinating and why it's so important to talk about is that sometimes what we feel, like if we feel safe around someone, it could just be because it's familiar right? Meaning the dynamic could be that we're attracted to each other because we're meant to work through something like, so you're trauma bonding or you could, so your idea around feeling safe to be yourself or to be intimate, um, could be a little distorted because your body is just saying, oh, this is a familiar vibration that this person's holding. So I'm now attracted to this person. 
So I want to give you just one more example of why it's so important that we feel our feelings and feel our emotions and not to judge any of it. So, you know, I moved back to LA and the pandemic hits and I'm doing all of this inner work. And for the first time, I'm able to have conversations with both my parents and really my family um, in real time about this stuff. And so anyways, I'm doing all this work and I had, you know, lunch with my mom and she brought up this event that happened when I was very, very young that to me was like one of the pinnacle events that kind of shaped who I became, right? So she brings it up out of seemingly nowhere. And she's like, do you remember this? And I was like, yeah, of course I remember it. It had a huge impact on my life and the way that I am. And then she paused and she says, well, I'm really sorry. And I, again, I don't feel things necessarily in the moment. So my natural response was to soothe her and say, oh, it's okay. I'm fine. Thank you. You know? And later on that evening, as I was home alone, I just heard this voice say to me, it's okay. You can, you can let that in. You can feel this now. And I started crying like I've never cried before in my life. It just didn't stop. I could not stop crying. Like it, it was crazy, crazy to me that I was holding on to this and it was in my body. I mean, I just, it was incredible. And I just felt so like so much lighter. And then it really kind of hit me. It really hit me like, wow, what else am I storing? What else am I holding on to? And I remember later when I started to get into, you know, breeze work and really starting to connect to my guides and source and the whole thing, I asked about that. I'm like, was it, was it that I really needed that apology? And the answer that I got was like, no, you needed to feel that. You needed to process that hurt and that deep pain that you never did as a child, because as children, we can't process it. We don't have the capability. We're still forming. We're still developing. So it was so profound. So I say all of this to say it is okay and really important that we feel what we need to feel without judgment. And there's so many beautiful tools like breath work, which I will link in the show notes that you can do. There's EFT tapping. There's so many ways that we can feel our feelings in a really productive and healthy way. And let's move that emotion through. I'm bringing all of this up because I really, really want to shed light on this um, very, what's, what's a very sensitive topic for me so that I don't have any shame around this because there's nothing to be ashamed of. This is what was happening. It was very truthful in the moment, but also to let you know that, you know, we can't judge what is going on in our body. Our body is just telling us where we've stored, you know, previous trauma and it's okay. It wants to be healed and to let go of this idea of comparing our traumas. Like I know for me, I was like, I was a happy kid. I had two loving parents. I had a great childhood. I hear this a lot, especially in my client sessions too, where we feel bad or guilty for saying anything bad around our childhood. And it's like, that's, that's kind of in denial right? Again, it's not what happened to you. It's how you responded. And, you know, were you given the proper emotional support that you needed to regulate these emotions? 
And for me, I spent a long time not understanding why couldn't I just be in a relationship? Why couldn't I just meet somebody? Why was it so hard for me? Right. And people would constantly ask me and I don't understand. And why are you single? And I didn't understand it either. And so that question was so triggering to me because I didn't understand it. And it wasn't until really the pandemic where I did a complete deep dive into why I am the way that I am and what is underneath all of this, um, this feeling of like, everything's fine. I'm good. But is that true? I really got rid of all of my coping mechanisms, right? I used to do this thing where I would like overly fantasize about somebody and I would like go down this rabbit hole of watching, you know, YouTube videos or listening to podcasts. And I would just have this imagination or imaginary like relationship in my head. I knew I was doing it. I even talked to therapists about it and they were like, well, as long as you understand, I was like, no, 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 no. We're kicking the hell out of this. Like I'm done with that. What am I, what am I avoiding? Right? What am I avoiding feeling? And I think I spoke about this in a previous episode, but once I did all of that, that's, that's really when the gates opened and I started to really be able to feel all of this, which is so important. So my intention for me for the next you know, 30 days is to now start to have a conversation with my body and say, instead of saying, dear soul, what would you have me know? Every morning I'm going to journal, dearest body, what would you have me know? And I want to really understand my body. I want to understand what it's telling me. I want, to, I want to teach my body that it's safe to be in a relationship, that it's safe to, um, to share how I'm feeling with somebody. That, I mean, I, and so it's really important that we remember, you know, it's not just about um, doing the inner work for ourselves. We have to go out into the real world and practice because how are we really going to know until we actually, you know, move through stuff. So I'm so grateful. God, thank you for sending me these beautiful lessons, these opportunities to move through all of this. I would have never known that all of this existed. And isn't that beautiful? Because it's giving me an opportunity to really become so intimate with myself and to give myself so much compassion and love and grace and patience that Of course, the more I love myself, then I can attract somebody else that will love me just as much or otherwise, goodbye, (laughs) you know? But really, it's not even about that because every relationship that we attract to us is a reflection, right? We're all kind of like, I think Ram Dass says, we're all walking each other home. We're all walking each other to wholeness, right? So when you think about you know, your life right now, um, and you view it in terms of how everything is really happening for you, right? Instead of like this victim mentality, like there's no blame here. I don't blame my parents. They did the best that they could. I bet you, if anything, I can look back and wonder like how my mom was, was raised and, and what her coping mechanisms were. And same with my father, like, I don't blame them. I love them. I love them and they love me and it's great, but I also need to do this work to understand and to be able to heal so that I can manifest a really beautiful, loving, healthy relationship in my life. Not just with a man, by the way, but with women too, right? Learning how to speak up, to share how I feel um, instead of just taking all of that onto myself, which is something that I do. Um, So... It's just beautiful. And when you look at your life this way, it's so, 
I mean, can we just give props to our body? Like, thank you, body, for keeping me safe all these years. Thank you, body, for for really, it was it was doing this repressed, you know, coping mechanism to keep me safe. It it was doing it to keep me safe because that is how our bodies are. Our bodies are so miraculous, and it's just and so when you. Th- I don't know. Every time I think about this stuff, like I can, I can literally get emotional because I'm so grateful for having the awareness to be doing this kind of work. And, you know, if this episode resonated with you in any way, if you learned something, I would love to hear about it. You can send me a message, DM me. I would love it if you shared it with a friend. Um, I'm also, you know, I would love it if you signed up for my newsletter. I've got a couple of really exciting announcements that are I'm going to announce, I think, next week that I'm going to be offering. Um, you can also book a session with me. I would love to work with you. But that's why I do what I do, right? It's like I, I'm doing the readings and I'm doing the belief work, but then I'm also teaching people how to go out into the world and show it fearlessly, right? I'm, I'm actually giving you assignments so that you can show up um, differently so that you can now heal this because nothing, everything that is happening in your life right now is serving a purpose in some way. And we just have to understand what that is. So when you look at life that way, it really becomes a lot more thrilling and exciting. And I'm sending you so much love wherever you are. Remember you are not alone. We don't have to do this alone. There are people here to help you and reach out if you need to. I would love to hear from you. Okay, everyone, have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. I'm going to learn how to ride a bike in Paris. I mean, I know how to ride a bike, but I'm going to try to ride it um, in Paris because in August, most things shut down. A lot of people leave the city. So that means there'll be a lot less cars and I'll feel a lot more safe when I ride my bike. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Au revoir. Talk to you soon. Bye.